Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It seemed like James Cook was really a catalyst for your offense yesterday, and you seemed to go away from him a bit late in the third quarter, two drives, I believe he didn't touch the ball. What was the reason from going away from him at that time? I don't think it was a product of going away from him. I think it was, you know, at the end of the day, we went three and out two times, right? And so um, I think that makes it tough when, you know, we stayed off schedule a little bit early in that, um, you know, in the first play of the drives, we had two pass plays, you know, thinking much out of it. And then now you're behind the drive, um, you know, off schedule. And then you know, you're getting a third down. Obviously, if you get the drive going, you love to, kind of get him going, but there was nothing in particular for, hey, why he did touch the ball in those two drives. All right, and uh, Gabe Davis, once again, didn't record a catch. What did you see from him yesterday that may have limited his production? Um, look, I think there's – there's, uh, I think every game there's going to be some guys it's, it's, it's going to be impossible to get everybody involved every game. Um, you know, I think there's, there's – like I said a couple weeks ago, there's so much that goes into a guy getting a catch and getting a touch – um, you know, with the way the game is getting played, I think there's, you know, you'll watch tape and you'll see there's times where, hey, Gabe is open and, um, you know, love to be able to get him the ball. But there's there's a lot of things that kind of go on, you know, with it, whether it's protection, whether it's uh, coverage, whether it's, uh, you know, just progression in the throw. So a lot that goes on to it. Obviously, I love to get Gabe going a little more, um, need to get Gabe going more. Uh, he's too good of a football player, um, you know, to get that. But, uh, yes, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at with that. And Dawson Knox's return to the lineup seemed to produce well. Uh, how, how did you see him? His impact overall affect uh, things offensively. Yeah, I mean, it, it gives us another weapon to you know be a little more versatile. And uh, you know, he was able to make plays in the past game. You know, go in there and like he played a lot of game. He played a lot of plays for not playing in a lot of weeks, and uh, just kind of a testament to him and who he is and how he's been training. And um, it's always good to have him in there and being able to. You know, go 12 personnel, go 21 personnel, and, and kind of mix it up with that. So I was pleased with Dawson coming back. How unique of a player is Micah Parsons, both in terms of his talent, but also how Dan Quinn moves him around? I mean, when I was a, when I was a GA at Penn State, Micah came to camp, and he was obviously like the top defensive end or, you know, top player in the country in, in high school. And he decided he wanted to play wide receiver for the camp, and he was the best wide receiver in the camp, like – that all everything he's doing in the NFL doesn't surprise me at all. One of the, you know, an absolute freak of an athlete. And, you know, uh, you know, Dan does an unbelievable job of moving around and getting them on matchups and mismatches. And um, there's really not much that he can't do. And it'll be a great opportunity for us this week. Most of the time they call out the Mike linebacker at the line of scrimmage. Is he one of those guys where you have to identify where he is pre-snap all the time? 
Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's the uh, the trend that the uh, the league is kind of going to. You know, we, we saw that, you know, going against Chris Jones last night. You know, these dynamic defense alignment um, and just dynamic football players, you got to know where they are at every, every given play. And, uh, you know, the defense coordinators do such a good job of knowing, you know, knowing that and kind of, uh, you know, playing chess with it a little bit. So uh, it'll be important that uh, we're, we're accounting for him at, at, you know, every single snap and, um, you know, making sure that we're not putting ourselves in a, at a disadvantage. If you could, can you take us into um, that last drive? Uh, five minutes. I think you guys had it for for twelve plays. How you felt that it that it went, and like once you're getting there towards the red zone, the philosophy, especially at the two seventeen mark of the play calls that you dialed up there. Uh, I'm sure you probably would have liked the completion there on the digs play. Was there any thought at all into uh, a run play to try to force them to use those timeouts? Just take us into that drive and some of the, the thoughts that you had there. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, you know, when you get the drive at five minutes, you're just trying to get your best plays. You're trying to find a way to score points, right? So you're not thinking uh, – at the end of the day, you're trying to get in the field goal range to start and then try to go get a touchdown. And so once we got there, you know, they got the penalty on the third down. And so we got an opportunity to kind of – you know, I think it was like 212 or something right there at that point. And so, you know, we call the we call the RPO, the run play. We spit it out. You know, they brought the pressure, spit out the staff. You know, in hindsight, the first down play, you'd love for that to be a potentially getting a run. Um, now we, we, we give that up to Josh because they do blitz it. You know, you spit out the jo- to uh, Steph. Some of the bubbles have been good for us prior in the game. Um, but that might be one in the hindsight that I believe, like, hey, in that situation, maybe just get a run it, call it run. After that point, you know, it's second to ten, and I think the, the natural inclination is, hey, we need to get them. They're not going to burn timeouts then. Uh, they're they're going to they're gonna, you don't burn your timeouts until after the two minutes. So our thought process was, hey, we get in that situation. If you run it right there and it's second and ten, Spags usually does a great job of dialing the pressures like he's done in the whole game. And so, hey, what run do you like in pressure situation? You're either going to get man or you're going to get pressure. And so you can either run the ball and, you know, give Josh Allen and say it's not a great run, give Josh Allen one opportunity, or I can give him two opportunities right there. And so our mindset going into the game is we're going to be aggressive. And uh, you look back to last year, we had a similar situation where we threw the one-on-one to Gabe in the same end zone through Steph in the one-on-one to Gabe in this, or excuse me, uh, through Steph in the same uh, situation. And so, I thought like in that second down is like, hey, I wasn't trying to settle for a field goal. I wanted to score a touchdown. And, um, you know, obviously neither of those ended up working out from that standpoint, but I was going to be aggressive. And, uh, and that's kind of how it kind of shaped up from that. You know, obviously Josh wants that throw back to Steph. Uh, you got the matchup, the look that we wanted, but uh, we just didn't cash in on it. You know, everything that happened last week, um, changing gears a little bit with Sean, you know, he mentioned when when, when you took over the job that when, when you came on to the staff, um, obviously you guys had similar paths and, you know, you knew people, but he didn't know you very well. How much have you gotten to know him over the last year and a half from your vantage point, how difficult was last week and what he went through and what did you learn about him in the way that he handled everything and, and got you all ready to, to play on Sunday? Naturally. I mean, you can go back to when I'm in college, you're, you know, you're a William Mary guy and you're following the Sean McDermott's, the Mike Tomlin's, the guys that, you know, once I realized I wasn't a good enough football player that I wanted to be a coach and, you know, you, you start following these guys and kind of seeing their paths and, you know, you're watching their press conferences and seeing how they're handling things. And, um, you know, so even though he didn't know me, I had been following his career for a while. I, I kind of knew a lot about him and my head coach in college, you know, coached him and, you know, spoke the world of him. And so when I got the opportunity here, I, I wanted to make sure, you know, I got an, you know, I wanted to work for a guy that, you know, I believed in and, um, that, uh, you know, had the character that I wanted to work for. And so 
Um, it was a tough week for us, naturally. Um, you know, I'd do anything for Coach McDermott, and I don't say that just as an interim OC. I'd say that as the QB coach. Um, you know, uh, I believe in, in who he is as a man and, and his character, and I think everybody in here, too, uh, does. So, obviously, a tough week. Um, uh, proud of the way that the guys kind of responded, you know, yesterday and through a tough week and find a way to get a win. Has there been a, a concerted effort on your part to involve the running backs, particularly James, but really the group as a whole, a bit more in the passing game? Yeah, I mean, I think, look, if there's five offense linemen on the field and if they have to defend the other six, you know, it's it's. Uh, I hope that it puts a little stress on the defensive coordinators, right? And you got Josh Allen that you have to, you know, in any given play, you got to be ready for him in the run game and the pass game. And now just, you know, with the weapons that we have, just being able to utilize all of them both, um, you know, all the, all the running backs in that situation where any given play, they can't just hey, dial up a pressure knowing that those guys are going to be, you know, blocking or, hey, or do we like this coverage? Well, hey, who's matching up on the running back? And whether we're using it or whether or not, at least they have to think about it. And so, um, you know, I think that that's important. And, you know, I was proud of the way that Jimbo kind of responded. Last week he had a similar situation and, you know, when he dropped it. And um, I said last week I had full faith and I still do. And uh, the work that he put in last week and we repped rep those plays and, you know, Josh trusted him and he made a big play. And so I think utilizing those running backs just helps. Um, it opens up paths for, you know, the receivers and the tight ends where, you know, we're not necessarily uh, one-dimensional and, you know, predictable about where the ball's going. Hey, Coach, I know you were asked uh, about the end of the game situation by Matt. I want to go back to the end of the first half situation and, um, you know, what you feel happened there, the communication. And I guess should have asked Coach McDermott about, you know, not kicking a field goal. But just from your standpoint – and not being able to come away with a, an opportunity for points until the Hail Mary. Yeah, no, it, it, like that's a drive. Once you get in that position, you know, the the second and one, the first, the, the, the second one, or first and 10, the second one, the 10 second runoff, you know, changes a lot on the plays, right? Um, you know, so you go back to, I believe it was 27 seconds where we take a shot, you know, take a shot in the end zone. Probably love to get, you know, at least get a little closer to guarantee the field range before taking the shot. But once you take that 10-second runoff with no timeouts, it's, it's, the clock starts shrinking in terms of what kind of plays you want. You know, so just the communication with myself, Coach McDermott, our people in the box of, hey, what are we, you know, where do we got to get to to kind of get into that situation? Um, you know, Josh was smart about the next the next play. The clock was kind of running down. You know, we felt like it wasn't the look he wants. We just dirted it and give us an opportunity to, hey, decide whether we're going to kick a deep field goal, you know, or we're going to go for the Hail Mary in that situation. And we felt like it was – Based on where we were on the yard line, it was it was the best opportunity was for the Hail Mary. And so obviously, from an offensive standpoint, you'd love to get closer where you know uh, where T Bass can you know you feel confident T Bass making it. Um, so we got to do a little we got to do a better job of uh, getting points there where hey at the end of the game they need a touchdown and not just a field goal because we we found a way to double dip and get points at the end of half and in the beginning. I'm glad you brought up that that uh, play, the Josh. So that was basically he didn't get the look he wanted. So hey, let's just get rid of this ball quick and live to fight one more down. Yeah, yeah, okay. basically. Hey, Joe, looking ahead to the Cowboys game, I know you talked about Micah Parsons a little bit, but what what type of test will this be for the offensive line, and, and why have you been pleased with the season that they've had so far? Yeah, I mean, like it's uh, the, the way that their team, their defense is playing right now. I mean, they're kind of clicking on all cylinders. They do a great job, you know, rushing the passer. Um, they got a bunch of different weapons, and um, they're creating turnovers, and they're turning those turnovers into picks. I mean, you know, I, I was with Steph Gilmore in Carolina. I know the elite player that he is, as we all know here in Buffalo. Um, and then you got Bland on the opposite side of him, you know, who's breaking records with what he's doing. So they're affecting, you know, they're affecting the run, they're affecting the pass, and then they're, you know, making the most of opportunities with the takeaways. And so it's going to be a great opportunity for us. And, um, 
our offense line, look, I, I love that the way that they're the, the grit that they kind of play with. Um, it's not always going to be pretty, um, but I know that I can depend on them, especially at the end of the games. And uh, I've been proud of the way that even if the, the end of the second half, you know, the first drive, obviously we'd like to get points, but those couple of three and out drives. And then, you know, we got a couple of penalties on the third drive in the, the second half, but um, there was no putting the heads down, no, no doubt in our guys' mind that we were going to find a way to get it done in the offense line. You know, in that, that last drive of the game, we were able to run the ball a little bit, have some success. They did a good job protecting. And so kind of shows the kind of the guys that we have up front that um, we're going to play for as, however long we, have, we need to. And uh, we got full faith those guys are going to protect us and open up the windows, you know, for the running game if we need to, especially at the end of the games. It seems like the last couple of weeks, uh, Josh has been more, more willing to use his legs, whether it's on scrambles, whether it's design calls. How much has that opened up some other stuff that you'd like to do, whether it's in the run game with the RPOs or, um, you know, throws down? Yeah, I think, like I said, with the, kind of the running back thoughts, like and on any given play, they got to be ready for Josh Allen to utilize his legs. We know the dynamic that he is. And he's not a running back, right? Like we know that he can stand in the pocket and make any throw on the field. So for a defensive coordinator to have to be ready for that, but then also – have to be worrisome of, okay, well, hey, are we going to cage Are we going to cage him in the pass rush? What's our pass rush going to look like where we can't let him get out of the pocket? And when he does, you know, do we have someone accounting for him? So uh, there's so much to it. So both being able to scheme up run plays for him to run it, but also knowing hey, in the pass game, he's going to naturally do it. It just puts a lot of stress on defenses. And when they have to defend that and know that, you know, he's such a, you know, kind of freak when he is running with the football that uh, it, it makes it real tough on them. And, um, I'm all for it when he when he when a play breaks down like he's a human eraser and he makes plays, um, he makes bad play calls work and so uh, uh, I'm very fortunate for that. It seems like some of that has led to using more empty sets. Um, how does that kind of help you attack a defense in a different way when you know you're empty but you still got a guy that's a threat to run? Yeah, no, exactly. You know they they obviously did a good job last night. We ran a QB draw and they did a good job at the front. You know. Uh, with the twists, um, you know, and stopping it, you know, like one of the early drives we were talking about with getting James Cook going. But when you go empty, you know, you try to paint a picture, you clear out the box for the quarterback. And, um, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, defensives obviously doing a really good job of trying to disguise stuff. So it's not as easy. It used to be, a, you know, a few years back, but um, Josh does such a good job of being able to see it and just opens up the windows for him. Um, and he has a comfort level with it. And so from a week to week standpoint, we kind of look to see, Hey, is it, um, do we like some of our matchups in empty? And uh, if we don't, we're not going to force the issue with it. But if we do, we feel like, you know, there's some advantages of seeing Josh both in the pass game and the run game. In the second half there when their their front four was kind of starting to come downhill a little bit, um, was there anything that their defense did that negated maybe a running back draw or maybe an old-fashioned screen that you just couldn't, couldn't follow in that situation? Um, yeah, I think – like a lot of it wasn't necessarily just, you know, Spags does a great job of bringing pressure, right? So, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot more that comes down to, hey, when, you know, you might see a four-man rush play, but it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that's some of his tendencies or whatnot. And so being able to scheme it up, you know, at the right time and the right, the right moment with it. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing, like we talked about, was you want to stay on schedule. You want to stay, you want to stay in what we call the green, where, you know, first and 10, and next you know you're, you're not in second and seven plus or second, you know, off schedule. And we kind of did that too much in the second half. Well, once you get in that situation, hey, defenses can get in their third down defenses. They can start heating you up, blitzing you, and you're figuring out, hey, what's the best, you know, course of action. So, um, yeah, those things crossed my mind for sure. Um, we just have to do a better job of staying on schedule where, um, 
you know, we can kind of dial up whatever we want. We're the ones kind of, you know, in the attack mode for sure. I was curious when you look at Josh and Steph's connection and not getting quite as many receptions and a lot of targets, maybe not as many receptions as he had at other times of the season. Is there anything that stands out to you as maybe why that is, why that, you know, number hasn't been as high or is that just kind of, you know, obviously stuff someone's defenses are going to really focus in on, but what stands out to you? Yeah. I, I mean, look, yeah. He, he, some of the targets yesterday were bubbles, right. And, you know, you'd love to be able to get Steph going a little more downfield and, and whatnot. Um, We've played the last couple of weeks. We've played really, you know, really good defenses that, um, you know, they their big plan is obviously revolves around Steph Diggs, right? And so that's what's opened up some of the windows for, you know, James Cooks and the Dalton Kincaids, you know, Khalil Shakir's a few weeks back, right? So when he's not getting the targets or when he's not getting the catches, that's there's he's opened up the windows for other people. And he's not a decoy. I don't mean it by that. Like, you know, we're calling plays to get Steph Diggs the ball, but if they're going to take it away, you know, Josh is doing a good job progressing and finding the other outlets. And so obviously we'd love to get Steph going a little more. Um, you know, he's, again, he's too good of a football player. You know, he's our, he's an elite number one wide receiver. Um, you know, I want him to come out of the games, you know, with more than, you know, catching bubbles and stuff like that. So, um, but I think some of that is just a product of the way that some of the defense has been facing with that and opening up opportunities for other guys. And then I was just curious on a completely different note, haven't talked to you since the bye week. What, how did you use that time? Was there anything you kind of like focused in on, like with that extra time to plan or anything like that? Like, how did you kind of end up approaching that entire week? You know, we just wanted to just kind of look at look at what we've done, both from a you know a full st- a season standpoint, and then specifically the the previous two games, and you know uh, what can we do, you know, with a guy like Dawson coming back, or hey, how can we get our running backs to continue to evolve in the in the past game? Just little things of. Uh, you know, more of focusing on us and, and what we can do better to try to put our players in a better position to have success. And obviously would have loved to, you know, uh, score more points yesterday. But like I said, uh, you know, last week, you know, all, all I care about is score one more point than them and finding a way to come away with victory. So um, I was pleased with how our coaching staff came together last week to um, self-scout and kind of figure out what we can do well. Um, you know, and I hope that, you know, some of that stuff kind of kind of shows up moving forward. Hey, Joe, you brought the DJ uh, onto the staff during the bye week. What's his role during the week and how much uh, how much of a benefit is it to have him that know he knows your process? That's the biggest thing. It was it was uh, just getting a you know, you're down an extra you're down a body. Right. And just getting a guy that kind of knows knows how I think and my process. And, you know, uh, I know his work ethic. I know his character. I know how, how he kind of uh, approaches things. And so it just helps having a guy that kind of knows me as well, not just bringing in somebody, you know, from the outside that uh, doesn't know our system or ideas or whatnot. So uh, um, I'm excited to have him here and, uh, you know, he'll uh, he'll kind of just, you know, kind of just, um, you know, stay ahead, stay advanced on some of the opponents that we're going to be facing and kind of just helping me with uh, um, and the rest of the coaching with whatever's needed. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 